0: It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. Guys Guys Radio is the place where where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. Got a great show for you today. Our special guest is an author, a speaker, a life architect. He's coming to us from Santa Barbara, California. His name is Adam C. Hall. He's going to teach us how to unleash our genius through what he calls the genius process. I've interviewed Adam before. he's a great guy and he's actually a friend, and he wrote a book called "The Earth Keeper," which follows his journey from real estate mogul up in the .LA area to a protector of the environment. And he has now shifted his focus to helping people in other ways through his genius method. And we're going to talk about men. You know, the name of the show is Guys, Guys Radio. We're not like the man show, so we haven't focused strictly on sports and babes and booze, though we like those things. We have focused more on finding ways where men can really live their best life and share that with all the people around them. And the show also gives a kind of a peek behind the curtain into lives of men for women. And we welcome both men and women uh, to our audience, of course. So we're going to talk about guys today because this is a tricky time if you're a man. Men are at a seemingly uh, crossroads. The culture has shifted so much over the last you know, 30, 40, 50 years. It's been a sea change. And if you go back in history, you know things took centuries to change. Things happen so quickly now, sometimes we don't realize how much change there has been in such a relatively short period of time. I know my life uh, template has changed dramatically dramatically from when I was a kid. When I was a kid, my dad used to throw on the suit and tie. He'd walk to the end of our block, which was in River Edge, New Jersey. He'd hop on the 165 bus to Port Authority, and he worked in the Empire State Building. And he was in sales, so he traveled all the time. So my mother and my aunt and my grandmother did most of the raising of my brother and I, it didn't really affect me. I never thought about the fact that my dad was away about 70% of the time. And I think I grew up and turned out okay. Um, and I love my dad. Uh, rest in peace. Um, and I don't, I, don't, I don't have any issue with the fact that he had to do what he had to do for his job. And when he was there, he was present. And I, and I love him. Um, But things have changed now because that was the norm where um, the guy went to work and the woman stayed home. And then it shifted where you've had both the men and women, sometimes by choice, sometimes by necessity, both have to have full-time jobs. That can make it tough on the kids. And uh, nowadays, you have more and more guys doing the parenting where the women are uh, going to work. I, I went from, in my career being president of an ad agency, overseeing a creative shop, doing some fantastic work, to shifting my perspective and my journey to uh, building this uh, Guys Guys movement, if you will, through my novel and my blog and now Guys Guys Radio. And we're on KCAA now, and we're going to be on uh, iHeart nationwide. And from there, who knows? So we're building a nice platform here, but it's taken some time. So I've been working from home. But I've been doing a lot of the things that my mom did. I make breakfast for my son. I take him to school. I pick him up at 5.30 after his after school. On a couple of days a week, I'll pick him up and take him to swim class or to art class. And it's a whole different dynamic than what I experienced as a little boy. And I look back on it, especially since I'm an older dad, that this is such a blessing. I have the opportunity to spend these, these very special years with my son you know, five, six years old. Kids are so cool nowadays, too, and it's such a fun time uh, to be a little kid. You know, when you're five or six, and you just you just have fun. You don't think everything, you know, all all about the bad stuff. And I, I I don't I don't like being like the guy that says, "Well, careful about this or don't do that," because I'm like thinking, "Oh God, I'm worse than my mother." But you love your child so much that you want to set some guidelines and parameters. But I can sit down and have a talk with my son and say, hey, I'm sorry I got upset about this. This is why I got upset. Or, you know, I don't mean to uh, take the fun out of what you're doing by pointing some things out, but this is what I need to do as, as a parent um, to, keep, to keep you as safe as possible. But you have to experience life on your own terms. And it's great because my son's five, he's going to be six, and he can actually sit down and listen to that conversation and say, okay, dad. And he processes it. And that's cool. But the point is, it's a different world now. And the roles of men and women have changed. Women are on the straight trajectory towards long overdue achievement and success. And men are at a crossroads where they're not exactly sure who they're supposed to be and what the expectations are. And now you've got the Me Too movement. You've got that Gillette ad, which kind of paints a brush that men, you know, boys will be boys is a, is a bad thing. And... Um, We'll get into a whole discussion on that. But Me Too has actually has come out and it shined a light on a lot of the bad behavior by men in power. And this is something where guys have to not overreact. Men need to today, my suggestion is that men need to be open-minded, more heart-centered, and really listen. And if they do that, and if they maintain the qualities of being a good man, a guy's guy, if you will, casually confident having strength but an unassuming type of strength, not the macho strength, um, have integrity because it's in such short su- supply it becomes a seductive quality, emotional intelligence, timeless style, and be in a position to have fun and have the mindset to be a fun person because there's a lot of positives out there. There's a lot of things, regardless of what the news tells you, there's a lot of good things about our lives today. So if guys can fold that into their, into their game, Uh, this can be a very, very wonderful time to be alive. So we're going to talk about all of that with Adam C. Hall. This is Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny Welcome back to Guys, Guys Radio. As I mentioned, we have a special guest. We have a speaker, an author, and a life architect, and, and a friend, Adam C. Hall, The Earth He's the author of the book, The Earthkeeper: Earthkeeper on Developing the Future by Hay House. Uh, he's a committed researcher of the mind and consciousness and evolutionary and involuntarily spirituality. He's also a board member of organizations dedicated to evolving conscious capitalism and spiritual teachings. He hosts leadership circles and mentors young leaders around the globe. He's a really cool guy. He's located in Santa Barbara, California. He's a speaker, author, life art architect, and he helps people unleash their genius to create a life by design, not by default, and integrate it into their daily lives of relationship, work, wellness, and mindset. What could be better than that? Welcome to the show, Guys Guys Radio. Welcome, Adam Seahall. How are you, Adam?
1: I'm well, Robert. Good to be here with you again, and good to be back again. It's been, it's been a while, and uh, looking forward to a uh, A wonderful conversation and exploration with you today.
0: We're going to have a great show and a great talk. And today, you know, it's Guys Guys Radio. So, you know, uh, we go way, we transcend uh, a typical guys' show. It's not, it's not like the man show. It's not beer and booze and football and babes. uh, Though we like all those things, Uh, we 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 go about um, making this world a better place for men and women. When men and women can be at their best. I say everyone wins and that's what kind of a guy's guy is all about and Adam's a guy's guy. So I thought we would devote today's show talking about uh, men and the current state of men because you're working on some projects that are kind of male skewed. So why don't we uh, chop it up right from there? What do you think's going on with men right now? What's the current state? Because there's so many things happening all over and sometimes men feel like they're a little bit under siege and a lot happening out there. I like to say that there's never been a better time to be a man because this is a time where a man can be whatever he wants to be. It is also a time where it's never been less clear who men really are. What do you think, Adam?
1: Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think it's it's very relevant to the current state of men. And, um, and I think it's really relevant here is not just what for men to be listening, but what are women experiencing around men? As, as well. So there's a lot of insight for both men and women in this conversation and how we relate into our, 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 in our gender relationships. But to just dive right into your important question, um, in many ways, uh, men are in crisis. And in other ways, it offers perhaps the greatest opportunity uh, ever for, for men, as you, you spoke into and kind of on the, the more challenging side, I think we would could, could focus very clearly, you know, statistically, men uh, have a lot going on, both in terms of their mental health, their challenges. Uh, we have record stats around uh, men in suicide. We have record stats around men in opiate addiction and other things. So there's, there's many challenges going on as it relates to the state of men's health. And the shifting of the male psychology away from kind of that old patriarchal structure that we've experienced within our culture, meaning the predominantly dominant male uh, operating system and functioning within our business and in our homes. But ultimately, what I see within this, uh, this great challenge, this, this perceivable crisis in, in men is the opportunity. This is a phenomenal opportunity for men to really step into a deeper truth of who, who we are as men, and what we want to do as men, and to be to be to play a very constructive role, if you know what I mean, a constructive role going forward as the culture changes and it's it is going to radically change. It's already started to shift in ways that are looking different. Obviously, we're seeing a rise of, of, of many movements around women and cultural changes. So mm-hmm. I, I see this a great opportunity that lies in the midst, perhaps of the chaos and conflict that we might be feeling as men.
0: Okay. Let's, let's, let's dive into that a little deeper. Um, you know, nowadays you have women are getting their uh, starting to get their long overdue recognition for all the great things they've achieved and have done throughout the years. And it's also been acknowledged now, uh, that you know they haven't been treated that fairly. If you go back into history and you do your study, and you'll find that way, way, way back when women were kind of running the world, and then it got turned over to men. And everything comes in cycles, and it seems like this is the you know the turn of a cycle into a new cycle where the matriarchy is starting to rise up again, and women are stepping into uh, better positions, equal positions, more power, and so it's a tricky time, I think, for men because. Most guys, uh, at least, you know, we're kind of in the boomer Gen X area. Uh, we're, we're used to, you know, our dads or whatever being the breadwinners and all of that stuff. And things, things have changed. Uh, and, you know, in, in our lifetime, things have changed so rapidly Faster than at any other time in, in history. So it's really kind of a mind blower for a lot of guys where you have the shifts. So it's like, oh, you mean women? First of all, now they're at our level and then they're going to be running the show. This is scary. I'm angry. What, what's going on? So, you know, you say that, and I agree with you, that this is a time of great opportunity. Um, yet it's a time where a lot of guys are feel like they're kind of in the crosshairs and they're not sure what their their roles are unclear versus the roles of women who on are on a more straight trajectory.
1: Well, those are some great observation. and yeah, that that trajectory uh, for women seems to be more clear. And let's I want to lean into your your comment because it is about eight hundred years ago is when this last major shift happened. From the matriarchy to the patriarchy. And really, as a result of that, that was, uh, it was resulted in several hundred years of suppression of the matriarchy and the value that women bring into our culture versus uh, being relegated to home and perhaps work where they are compensated less than men and in many other ways that we don't need to get into. Uh, but ultimately, I think what you're, you're speaking into, Robert, here is, you know, how are men going to navigate this next period of change, um, both in our inner, inner psychology and then in our culture? Um, and it is, it is rapid. Um, and I think that's the remarkable difference of our time is things are accelerating at such a, an incredible pace. That we—it's often hard for our humanness, both physical and psychological, mental, spiritual, in every way—to actually keep up with the powerful shifts. I mean, yeah. technology can't even keep up with the shifts that they're experiencing.
0: No, that's a, that's because a great point. You know
1: what I'm saying? It's just like leaping. So, you know, one of the things that I do when I'm I'm, I'm working with men, either in group or individuals, is I really focus on getting very grounded in in what it is to be a man and really getting grounded and centered that is very heart-centered, but it's also very intentional. In other words, whatever is going on in the world, if there is just chaotic and there's seemingly uh, a world that is maybe even perceivably attacking men or putting down men or diminishing the male psyche, the most important thing is to know your truth. As a mm-hmm. man, right. and your place is heart-centered, so you know that you can always be showing up as a man in your relationships, in your work, so you can feel good in your body, mind, and soul. So this this is a challenging time, and in, in, in many ways, you know, men and we as men are navigating really tricky waters. In other words, it's just not smooth sailing. So what I'm doing is really supporting men to have the tools and the resources and the practices to be it in diet, be it in meditation, be it in just ability to shift away from old structure and move into what is emergent for men. I mean, we think of ourselves often as providers and protectors. Well, there's a shift going on even in those most basic ideas of what it means to be a man and how we show up as men. A lot going on. These are tricky waters, no doubt. But together, this is, this is something that, that we can navigate. And with the mm-hmm. right tools and the right guides and the right wisdom, you're doing great work on your show that's Thank supporting you. men and women mm-hmm. to help make this all possible.
0: You know, the whole guy's guys kind of, I'll put it in quotes, movement started, you know, it started with a novel, but it's all about uh, a modern man. And it's not, it's not macho man. It's a manly man, but an updated version. A guy's guy, as I've said on the show before, is casually confident. He's strong, but in an unassuming way, he has integrity, which is in such short supply today. And integrity, believe it or not, can be very seductive, emotional intelligence, timeless style. And also it's got to be, you know, guys have to be fun. So let's not take ourselves and let's not take life too seriously. But uh, as you mentioned, you know, women are, you know, they're, all, they're getting their recognition now. Things are happening quickly for them in a really good way. And a lot of guys are not sure how to, uh, how to process that. You mentioned technology. You know, there's so much just even the process on the outside, the exterior of our lives and our conscious lives. To me, the best way to start to deal with that is to go inside And work with working on the inside out, because that's your best protection and best way forward to set a solid foundation for all the changes that are happening out there. What do you think, Adam?
1: Well, it is an inside job. Very, very clearly that, uh, you know, if we think about it, we have no control over outside events. We think we do and we want to, but that's what creates a life of misery and suffering. Because it either leads to complete disappointment, total and utter fear, and a sense of I can't find myself a relevancy in my outer environment. But when we when we create a very firm uh, inner landscape, that inner place where we know we're solid of what it means to be a man. I mean, that's a journey in its own right. Because yeah. for me, I experienced you know growing up about what does it mean to be a man is, well, is that being, uh, you know, tough and, and really being, you know, in the place of the world of sports and really showing up in a kind of way yeah, too, versus yeah. being softer or more heart centered or more receptive or more discerning. Um, and this isn't about being feminine or being a woman. This is just about being balanced as men And in order to do that, your point, Robert, is really good. It's an inside job.
0: Well, you know, I agree with you, and I interview so many different people, and a lot of them, uh, I've interviewed a lot of relationship experts, and it's a big difference between what I'm getting from the ladies who are relationship experts and the men, uh, whereas the women to a person. To a person, I've interviewed probably 50 different uh, female Dating coaches or matchmakers or whatever, and they all tell me that they have two issues that they have to deal with with their female clients. One is that they all the women want men to be men in the best sense of the word. They want them to have a plan, they want them to step up, they want them to be, as you mentioned, emotionally available. Simple, simple as that. The challenge that the relationship coaches have with women is getting them to dial down their type A uh, behavior that they need in the business world and the conscious le- world. And, uh, get into the kind of the the old, old school quote unquote lady. Lady school (laughs) clothes and uh, you know mindset uh, when they're dating. Just dial it down a notch and give the guys a chance because uh, you know women are really making it happen now and they're aggressive about it and that's fine. With the guys, what I'm finding is the answers and the responses I'm getting are all over the place. Some of the guys are very uh, sensitive and sensitive and supportive of women and um, also looking inside. And some of them are actually I found are like a little bit shameful. And I, I actually had a great uh, guest on, and we were talking about that, and he had a lot of shame. And uh, I told him, you know, I don't have any shame. I've made mistakes, but I don't, I don't personally feel that way. And that was not to put a hole in his balloon, but just to say, hey, you know, we're all different. And I've had other guys, some millennial relationship experts, and they come on, and they some of them I felt a little bit of rancor there, a little bit of anger, a little bit of defensiveness in terms of like, you know, Let's, let's defend the, the tribe. Let's defend the guys. So that's what I'm hearing. But I think the answer is what you're saying is that individually, the guys, we need to get more heart-centered. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit of how you're working with guys now, to ha- how to help them? Because just so you know, audience um, and listeners, um, Adam was uh, one of these masters of the universes in the real estate market in the uh, Los Angeles area. He made a ton, he, he uh, had a, over one point five billion dollars invested with his company he had the big house, the big car, and then he went on a, he realized he was unhappy he went on a spiritual quest and kind of has reinvented himself from the inside out and has been all over the world and he is dedicating his life to to helping us to helping everybody so I, I, let 's let's hear it from adam as to how he works and what he thinks we really need to be doing, particularly as men and how we can be more supportive of women.
1: Well, thank you, Robert, for that. And, um, and, and you know, first of all, we, we just leaned into, I think, numero uno, and that is the recognition that we as men, in order to take our, to, to, to take our power back and, and be in our truth as men, not that we lost our power, but we seemingly have lost our way. And with the shifting of the, the the patriarchal masculine society, the culture, the business, the economics even, it's it top to bottom on this. And in order with that shifting of that, uh, the patriarchal to a more balanced or even matriarchal society, we too need to rebalance and you hit the most primary point. It's an inside job. So what I do and what I often focus with is primarily – Instead of focusing on management of our, our outer environment, which is more traditional type of coaching, right. how we're dealing with our world, how we seemingly want to control our world. The imperative, I believe, because this is such a radical shift and it's it's it has a high velocity of sh- shift. In, in other words, we've actually entered into a punctuated point of evolution, which means that the rate of change is very rapid within a very short time frame. Now we've had them in the past uh, from, a, uh, from a geological perspective where we had extinctions. We have a lot of that going on, but right now the focus is what do we do in our humanness, both for m- men and women, but specifically to men to ride that upward velocity of that rapid change. And so with the work that I do is I focus on the source of the challenge. In other words, to go in to look at what is the primary driving force that we can individually tap into. In other words, it's not reliant on anything in our exterior. It's not really about money. It's not really about breaking down our culture or seeing the, the, the conditions out in the outer world break down. It's really about... What do we do? So we're not breaking down. So we're not falling apart as men in health and in our vitality and our and what we can really offer the world. So that is really getting into the source of the issue. So I, I really focus on four four key things. And that is, and it all boils down to one thing, finding that place of our centered, our heart centered, where nothing can interfere with the peace. And the joy and the love of who we are. Okay, that's the ultimate place of, of, right. of, of our expression. Quite a matter of fact, it's our natural state of expression, although exactly. it's so distant. So we focus on a few different things. One is we, we want to get rid of these obstacles that prevent us from experiencing that peace and that center. And okay, that so. really has to do without getting into a long conversation of why we live in our ego and our identity and being seen and being separate versus being connected in our oneness, in our spirit with both our brothers and our sisters mm-hmm. in all we do. So, you know, there's a, there's, there's a few things to just quickly uh, about that. And that is, well, we seemingly are overly identified with our bodies. Well, we're, we're not our bodies. we we actually are our heart and our souls, Okay, that's one. We seemingly want to engage in chaos and conflict. Paradoxically, we do that because if we're in a place of peace and serenity, then seemingly we are losing our sense of identity and our purpose. So we want to shift away from that paradigm of, of separation and move into the inner place of our wholeness. Mm-hmm. So, So those are really two key points. The other one is, strangely, there's tremendous fear around death. And I. when I speak of that, it's really more of letting go of our old nature, the death of our own psych, inner masculine psychology, versus really embracing the truth of who we are.
0: A um, couple of things. Let me just play that back for our, our, our listeners, just to even uh, shorten that up. Um, you know, when I think Adam's talking about the body, the heart and soul, you know, we should take care of our bodies. It's not being anti-body or anything, because I know a lot of people get obsessed with how they look and all that. So it's it's about, I think, everything that Adam's talking about is about not feeding the ego, not living from an ego based, and trying to live more from a heart based, and that includes, you know, when you're dealing with death and being able to let go, because the ego is always afraid, and the ego is going to try to articulate and express itself in different ways. One is through the body and the clothes and the things. And really, the, who you are is is more inside. The soul is in inside the body, uh, but is not of the body. The, the The body is actually a almost clothing around the soul. Even though the soul is bigger than the body, we just you know the soul goes into the body. They have to really jam their way in there, and so we're much more than just our body. But it's good to take care of your body. Another thing I think, if you know, if I'm listening, I'm going to say, okay, well, what what are, what do I need to do? What's a good starting point? And I think Adam would agree, and I'd like him to take this from here. Is that you know, meditation um, is a great way to start to go inside. And I think uh, from talking to a lot of different people, a lot of different guests, a lot of people struggle with meditation because they people say, oh, you just meditate for ten minutes a day. But uh, I think there's a quantum difference between meditating for ten minutes versus meditating for 45 minutes. Because to me, it takes most people a good 10 minutes just to quiet down the monkey chatter. And the key to meditation is really find the stillness. And when you find the stillness, you ask a question, you find the stillness, that's when you're gonna get some answers. And once you can kind of groove on that and get into a, a regular place where you meditate, a regular time of day where you meditate, and you can carve out, you can carve out like 45 minutes you get way more out of meditation than that, you know, you're running to the subway, you're jumping in your car and like you do some affirmations and all that. That's great. But real meditation it takes a little more time, but it is important. What do you think, Adam?
1: Well, 100%, obviously meditation um, is, is, is is trendy for good reason and, it is, and meditation makes a difference in, in, in your life. It's made a tremendous difference in my life. And, you know, along with, more reflective writing, reading, contemplation, uh, being, uh, res- you know, being in that reflective place so we can own where we are in our life. We can really see it objectively and come to ourselves in the process of discerning and watching our thoughts as we are meditating or dropping away in advanced meditation completely. So I, I, I'm, I, I, it's a key practice to wellness and in, 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 certainly in mind and within body, because it's been statistically proven during meditative states or consistent regular practice, we are lowering the levels of cortisol that are in our, in our body. And ultimately, we live very stressful lives. It doesn't matter where we are, just being in human form and in, and in density, it's, 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 it takes a lot of work. Right. You know, so it's just kind of how it goes. So meditation is certainly a, a, a key practice. What I also noticed, uh, what I would recommend for people that's not spoken to as much about meditation, uh, but medita- being in nature and being in the presence of other life forms, meaning plants or animals or just running water or sun and being in the stillness of the presence of the natural world is a meditation. It actually, I mean, think about it. Next time you sit maybe in the sun or you're sitting and you get carried away a little bit by something in nature a flower or whatever, and you can feel yourself moving into a place of presence with nature. Mm -hmm. And whereas in meditation, we sit and we want to quiet and still and watch purely the mind, which is very powerful. The, uh, the, the key about meditation in nature is it brings the presence of a meditative state in and of itself because the mountain or the it's, – it's very still in its own presence. So I like that as a technique as well, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just makes life a little more colorful. So there's different ways, I think, to support our wellness – um, not just in diet and things of that nature, but you're speaking into something that's near and dear to me because it's one of my core teaching areas, which is mindset, mm-hmm. which, is, which is wellness of mind. Because ultimately, whole mind, wellness of mind is key to every part of our health and vitality. It actually is the, 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 the pre, it precedes our physical health. In other words, we may seemingly have physics be appear like we have physical, but if our mind and we're not in a relationship of mental health, then we're not in a place of vibrant health that supports longevity. So I like okay. where you're going with that. And I think it's making a difference on the planet.
0: Let me and, ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me just, but first of all, it's guys, guys, radio, Robert Manny, your host, our special guest is Adam C. Hall, the earth keeper. And, uh, we're talking about the mindset, how important that is. And Adam teaches men how to kind of uh, really work with their relationships, work, wellness, and mindset. I think one of the areas where men, uh, and, and I want to get this to the level where guys and other listeners who are out there, the ladies also, the hearing about like what, what actually they can do. How can they make their lives better uh, right now? So anger seems to be a big Thing. And it's a big thing with men. There's so many men, you know, they say, oh, men lead lives of quiet desperation. Well, I think nowadays men lead angry lives of quiet, of, of desperation. And uh, and I don't see it subsiding at any point soon. There's a lot of anger out there and a lot of the anger is coming from men. How how do you teach men to cope with this and manage this anger? We all have it. I've got it. You've had it. Um, and uh, it's it's a timeless Emotion that uh, an issue for men
1: well, it sure is, and it it, it it wields itself in forgive me but quite ugly ways, and you know and we obviously are hearing about toxic masculinity right and I've referred to it as the rogue masculine, and remember the energy I like
0: of, that better by the way,
1: which I use and the energy of anger. It's a, in, in, in masculinity, it also finds its way into to, to women and their projection in the world being that they wanted to conform to, with a patriarchal society and kind of become type A and harden themselves, as you spoke to. But what you're speaking into is, is really critical right now because the only way that the human body can really deal with energy is by projecting it outwards. And so men primarily project anger outwards and we've seen it very violently express itself in in many ways. And women do the same, but, but men seemingly are the one that are greatest challenged. So what I would say about anger is something that I have really been in practice with myself and in my my research and study, primarily with Jungian psychology. And this is really, I share this, Robert, because this is the fundamental nature of the source of anger. And it's not simply frustration. It's not simply getting what I want. It's not simply feeling guilty about my life. Not feeling good enough as a man to be providing, protecting, but really, what is going on? And women really tune into this as 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 women in particular as well. In that you know, in in my study of Jungian psychology, men have a greater challenge expressing themselves. And what happens is we express ourselves from a place of the unlived part of our lives. In other words, we haven't lived parts of our lives and we get frustrated with that and we project that into our culture, we project that into our relationship and most importantly, we project that upon the feminine in women. Now, Mm -hmm. we've seen a a proliferation and we'll see a lot more of this exposing men and in particular, the masculine in its rogue nature which is angrily, expresses itself aggressively through verbal and physical abuse of, of, of women. Now, on a global scale, we've seen that projected of just yeah. pillaging earth, the feminine. But then most importantly, in relationship, men, we have a tendency to project ourselves out that way. I know, I, I, I was an angry man and I very much was focused on healing my own anger and in order to heal that anger that took me taking radical responsibility. In other words, I had to own my own, you know, stuff and to acknowledge that it didn't feel good because I felt sh- shameful and less than in my actions. But also one of the things we men can do in addition to radical responsibility is we, Can support getting in deeper touch with our feelings. It's okay to be a man and cry. (laughs) It's okay to be a man that has anger that just needs to stand out on the beach or on the mountaintop and just go. Exactly. You
0: know
1: to let it let it out, but let it out in a way that you're doing so with yourself lovingly. (laughs) In other words. Men, we have a tendency to be less nurturing to ourselves. We'd rather just be hard on ourselves and feel like we're not doing it right. And and
0: what that does, Adam, is that that can harden you on the inside if you don't have those outlets. Now, you're not saying, you know, be a blubber puss and keep crying in front of your girlfriend or something. That's not what you mean. You mean find outlets where you can let the emotions that are built up inside have some type of expression, uh, whether it's a creative expression or you go for a run or you climb a mountain, you go, you roar, or you see a movie that affects you and you... You are connected to it emotionally, and you let some tears out. That's that's cool, but uh, you know that's a lot different. That's being a real man. That's not just being like crybaby all the time. And that's not that's not what Adam's saying.
1: Absolutely, Robert, and and so it, it, it takes us back to this time uh, in our journey as men during this shifting culture during these modern times to step into being. A modern man or even a postmodern man, we might say, and that's readily available to us all in the process of really taking radical responsibility, feeling into our emotions, and being willing to 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 listen more deeply to what we're being called to.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the, the things that we have to deal with right now. Now, um, you know, Me Too has been talked to death, uh, and, and I'm, not, I'm not disparaging it in any way. Um, but I think we need to touch on it a little bit, but not too much, because I think uh, a lot of men are uh, making, making too much of it in terms of they think they need to have some type of reaction. My thing, and it's, I know it's another one of your themes, is learning how to listen and learning how to pay attention. And I think my best advice for men dealing with me too is that, listen, there's going to be a uh, a tendency where you might feel, I'm not saying you should feel this way, but you might feel it as a brush that's painting all men the same way. You know what? Just listen. Women have been put down and not treated fairly for hundreds and hundreds of years, for centuries. And so there's a little bit of backsplash you're getting right now. Now, if you're a good guy, This is a good time for you because you'll stand out and just keep holding on to your values and don't overreact. But the last thing you should do is get angry and start getting defensive about it because you know what? You just just have to experience things, listen, be an active listener, and then you can learn more about why women are feeling the way they are. And if you think about, this is just the tip of the iceberg now with some of these celebrities who are like you know, in public, like masturbating in front of these women or stuff. I mean, this is like unconscionable, their, some of their behavior. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what we're hearing. And it's only touched on Hollywood. It's starting to get into the music industry. It's going to go deeper and deeper. So, hey, it's going to be here for a while. So, you know, just listen and and behave. What do you think, Adam?
1: Well, it, it, and thank you for those good observations, Robert. And, you know, the Me, the Me Too movement, it, let's just look, take a minute and see what is transcendent of actually the men and the women. And what is transcendent is this ex- expression of the suppression and of, of, of voice and feeling that's coming from women that f- have felt very suppressed and stepped upon, rightly so by the way, and it is just the beginning. We're going to see a lot more of this coming to light. Thank goodness. It's, it's it's truly, it's time that it does so. My feelings about the Me Too movement is before creating judgment and being defensive or reactionary to what's what it's trying to say, listen deeply to what it's saying to you. In other words, maybe it's actually saying... Hey, maybe I need to be be more conscientious about how I'm speaking and engaging with women in the world. Maybe I need to think about being more respectful or listening more deeply to what women are saying. So I think first and foremost is See what that means for you, not as a reaction, but as a deeper inner reflection. Because if we are reacting as we know, Robert, then there's something that's triggered with inside of ourselves. So it's an opportunity. And then my sense of it being, it's not a right or a wrong woman, that one voice is not better than another voice. But my sense is, is men, it's, it's, it's we're part of me too. We're not separate than me too. We actually are part of that because in many ways, our feelings, emotions and things have had their own challenges and, and stepped upon or not listened to or abused as well. So I sense on the deepest level, this is a movement about not just women, but it's about men joining with women to shift the culture away from what we've been speaking into the aggressive rogue masculinity and moving into a real balanced culture where we are holding the greater truth. Well, I say divinity of both men and women.
0: Yep. You know, and it's a little, it's tricky for guys. So let's, you know, guys uh, listening out there, it, it's tough. You, you know, now we have to be very careful about what we say. We, you know, of course we don't need, we can't get touchy at all, which is a good thing. But, um, you know, you want to be a gentleman. You want to be able to say, hey, pretty dress or something. And then you, you but you're walking on eggshells and then you flip to your Instagram account and you see, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a show. You know, you have so many women, young women just, throwing it all out there. And it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I thought, you know, we're supposed to act a certain way yet we're being, the, the, the stick is going into the lion's cage. How do we deal with this? Well, you, you have to deal. It's just the standards are going to get raised and you have to deal with it. Let me, let me bring up the, uh, there's a Gillette ad. Uh, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I saw the Gillette ad, my background's advertising. I know exactly what they're doing. And there was a Facebook post, somebody who is a kind of a pundit in advertising. And I was president of an agency and you know, I have a right to have an opinion because I, any ad that I see, I know exactly what the strategy is. And what they're doing there, they're saying kind of boys will be boys. And the message is a really good, and that's not acceptable anymore, which is true. But it's really coming from Gillette. If they really were interested in this, they'd set up some type of foundation about teaching, teaching young boys how, to, how it is to grow up and having a, a kind of a man camp type of thing instead of saying, all men are kind of bad. And by the way, buy our razor blades because really what their problem is, men aren't buying razor blades right now because everybody's growing beards. And uh, they're, they're, to me, they're kind of patronizing a social issue that's, go, that's going on right now. So I basically said that on, on uh, social media and I was vilified by some women who were like, oh, you know, you're know, you just another toxic guy and blah, 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 where you don't see that. And, and, and to me, I, I took a step back and said, wow, I really don't like that uh, because you know, that's not my opinion. I, don't, I think what I'm saying is true, but I realize that, you know what? There's going to be an overreaction. There's going to be women who say, I have to see this. I want, they, they have to get that expression. It has to come out there. And you know what? That's okay. And we're going to have to, every once in a while, we're going to have to duck and listen and listen actively and then keep moving on and just keep our standards high. I don't know. I said a lot there, Adam, but what's your thought?
1: Well, you know, as a, as an ex advertising executive, I think you I, I feel like you're spot on with that, Robert. And this is classic advertiser advertiser manipulation right. of seemingly um, a trend line in in the marketplace. And for for my my thoughts uh, is that it, it you know for Gillette obviously it's a means to an end. They have a lot of challenges and a lot of things going on. And in, 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 in really, optimally, I think you're exactly right. If they were promoting uh, a shift in thought or belief systems of, of, of old toxic masculinity, why would they be speaking into what they're doing about it, like creating a awareness campaign, a movement around awareness campaign, or that's, that supports... The, not only their brand but also supports the better outcome for both exactly end, more, and
0: with. more stake and uh, less uh, less less sizzle there that's exactly. all they need to, they need to ground it somehow there's nothing against Gillette hey I'd love for them, for them to be a sponsor but you know it comes across as a guy who's in the business who can see through some of this stuff It's like you know don't leverage a social issue because you know millennial dudes are growing beards now oh, come on if you're going to really go for it you really want to help men and change the behavior then. Put a whole program together. That's really my point. Um, let's talk about something else. Uh, breakups, divorce, and moving on. My contention, contention is that a lot of guys um, get blindsided and get dumped in relationships or in divorces, and they don't realize that how unhappy their female partners are. So when the breakup comes, they're like, I can't, why didn't you talk about this? And the woman will be so frustrated saying, well, I tried to or I did, or they think they talked about it, but we didn't hear them. What's your what's your uh, reaction to that? And how, how should men moving forward deal with this so they don't get caught off guard? And when they do get off guard, what can they do? How, do they, well, how can they move on?
1: It's, well, it's very, very re- relevant. You're, I mean, you made a really good observation right away. Well, how, well why didn't you talk about this, dear? I'm, I'm available for it. Well, the fact of the matter is the relationship got to such a place where you couldn't listen or speak with one another on a communication level that was necessary to deal with the challenges. And I just actually put out an entire webinar on divorce. Actually, you can go to, you can find it on my website for, for men that are thinking about getting divorced or separated or even divorced and the challenges that are associated with a process of breaking up or and are moving beyond the relationship. And the key here is wherever you are, if you are in that process, don't get, if you want to avoid that, then take action to deepen your relationship of listening and communicating with your other partner, because that's 90% of it uh, on the front side is the ability to effectively share your feelings, share your concerns, and also to own your stuff. I was never in healthy relationships until I could own my stuff. And then once I began to own my stuff and I began able to be present and listen to what the other person wants to say, things became more balanced. It didn't mean challenges disappeared, but it means I was able to work through the relationship issues that I had. And I, I'm, I'm a divorced man. I, I have three daughters and four granddaughters. and But ultimately, that was a journey. So I encourage men that are in having relationship challenges and, and who amongst us who are in relationship doesn't have them to really get into the deeper listening and the deeper place of communicating. I just put out a blog on that to listen from that place of the heart and the center because there you can solve a lot of issues before they become major issues right. or issues you can never repair or fix and then things become broken very
0: quickly. Yeah, you got it. You got it, guys. You got to check in along the way. That's the the best defense against the, the blind side hit is to check in. Make sure just add, that's the little things. I'll tell you a quick story. And I know I've, if you've listened to the show, you've heard it before. When I went out, I was single for so long. Nobody even asked me when I was getting married anymore. I finally went out with somebody. We went out three times uh, and I asked the woman who became my wife, I said, what do I need to do to be a good boyfriend? I've been in a lot of long-term relationships. It just hasn't worked. What do I need to do to make this work? And she looked at me, she put her fork down, we were at dinner and she said, pay attention. I said, anything else? She said, no. And I've always kept that in my head. And she always reminds me when I need to be reminded. And I was like, wow, the light bulb went off and like, you know what? It's as simple as that because women pay attention God bless them. They pay attention to the little things. They know when you've had a bad day. They know they can read your moods. They real, they're real sensitive on the little stuff. Guys, we're real sensitive on anything that has to do with us. And I think we, if we start to learn to live, as Adam says, from a more heart-centered place, then we can start to be better listeners. What do you think,
1: Adam? Absolutely. And your wife gave you some fabulous advice. Pay attention. <laughs> In other words, don't talk. <laughs> listen, listen Morty, you know, we want to be in the talking and we want to be in the controlling. And it's not to say that women don't do this. It's more to say, what can we do as men to be more present? Exactly. What is really being said? Because ultimately, the woman may be expressing herself, but ultimately, what is she feeling behind the expression? In exactly. other words, what? Where is she coming from? And okay. when we understand and put ourselves in other people's shoes, magical, powerful things happen, as we know.
0: Great. Okay, this is Guys Guys Radio. Your host, Robert Manny. Uh, great guest, Adam C. Hall. He's an entrepreneur. He is a teacher. He is a researcher of the human experience. A philosopher, and he's here to help us. He's here to help men. He's here to help you with your relationships, work, wellness, and mindset. Adam, uh, where can everybody find out more about you?
1: Thank you, Robert. It's been great to, to, to be here with you on this, this show. These are important times for men. And you can find me at adamhall.solutions, adamhall.solutions. You can check out my website. A lot of resources there about divorce, around managing your stress, all kinds of things to be helpful and supportive of your journey and and look forward to taking the next steps as we go forward as men.
0: Great. Thank you, Adam.
1: Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women
0: competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and
1: wherever books are sold.
0: All right, guys, guys radio, your host Robert Manny. That was a stimulating conversation with Adam C Hall. I really enjoyed that and it's good to chop it up and talk about men with another guy, guy to guy and share that because uh, there's so much that we can learn from just listening to each other. And I think one of the things we learned from the show today was that we need to we need to listen. We need to men need to be better listeners. We need to be mindful and respective of one another and also of course of women. And uh, that this is a time where we're going to be a little bit under the microscope, and it's a good time for us to be, learn to be at our very best. Now, is there a guidebook that teaches us how to be men in today's world? No, there isn't. But again, if we learn to be open, more open, listen better, pay attention more, and live from a more heart-centered standpoint, things can be really good. Guys, Guys Radio, we're on KCAA every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, 106.5, 102.3 FM, 1050 AM. We're all over the internet. Tune in, Stitcher, Speaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, iHeart Radio. The name of my novel, where it all started, is The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. Pick it up on Amazon or whatever books are sold. My blog, my website, where all my information is, is robertmanni, M-A-N-N-I dot com. You can also hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We'll be back next week, the same time, same place. As I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.